Welcome to the Disruptive Enterprise from MTM Technologies, a podcast series that discusses technology disruptions and uncovers how businesses can leverage technology to address these disruptions, turning them into powerful opportunities for sustainability and profitability. This series is brought to you by Cisco. MTM Technologies is a Cisco Gold Certified Partner. Please welcome our host, Gregory J. Turner, Chief Information Officer and Chief Revenue Officer at MTM Technologies. Welcome to our continuing podcast series at the Disruptive Enterprise. Today, we are going to be discussing security challenges facing the enterprise, how to develop a stronger security posture for your organization, how to gain a higher confidence in your ongoing protection efforts, and ways to gain greater visibility and deeper understanding of all your operations and infrastructure to better prepare for all the threats encountered by your network. Organizations are under attack everywhere. The average total cost of a data breach in 2016 was $3.62 million, according to a study by Ponman Institute. The cost has only increased in the past few years. The problems are exacerbated by the lack of trained security professionals. According to a 2017 report by Frost and Sullivan, there's actually a worldwide shortage of security professionals. The talent shortage combined with an increase in threats has led to a generally weak security posture among most organizations. Successful attacks result in huge monetary losses, loss of intellectual property, compromised client information and confidence, and lower corporate valuations. With me today on the podcast to help add some perspective and guidance is Jesse Kegley, the managing partner of Emerge IT. Jesse, perhaps you could tell the listeners uh, today a, a little bit about yourself. Sure. Thank you, Greg, for that introduction. My name is Jesse Kegley, I'm the managing partner with Emerge IT. Uh, we focus on IT infrastructure solutions and tightly align with the architectures that Cisco System has laid out. Uh, working with organizations all across the country, really helping them streamline their operations, um, implement security measures and solutions, both proactively as well as uh, reactively in supporting uh, threats and network infrastructure issues. Uh, I've been in this industry for just over 17 years and have operated both in a technical capacity as well as uh, operating the business overall, setting the strategy of our organization uh, with the end in sight to help people. That's excellent. And and Jesse, thank you so much for being here today with the Disruptive Enterprise and, and being a part of our podcast. Certainly. Thank you for having me. So let's talk a little bit about the ways that Emerge IT and with our partner Cisco can strengthen network and information security defenses to help put your organization in a better position to respond to an incident or event. Sure. Yeah, I, I really look at planning, um, the proactive elements of expecting an event to occur and taking the necessary time and investment into planning for, for those incidents to occur. Um, too many organizations are not investing the time or the dollars in being proactive. Um, you know, this, this stems from, uh, I think, a lot of organizations not thinking that uh, it will happen to them. And so, you know, they, they kind of neglect or, or ignore, um, you know, recommendations and suggestions to, to be proactive in this, in this area. 
uh, in the past, um, investing in point products were very effective. Things like antivirus, spam filtering, you know, firewalls, uh, these are all kind of table stakes. And, and in the past, they were pretty effective. But in today's climate, it's really not enough. The threat actors are more creative than ever and are constantly finding new ways to be successful in their endeavors. Uh, one of the things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say absolutely. And I think, you know, what we've seen, and probably you've seen it as well, is the social engineering model of hacking is uh, quite effective today. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, all, all too often, you know, we are, we are in the executive office uh, trying to share these experiences that other folks are having in real life. And uh, it's unfortunately not until an event happens that the executive office sees the value in making the necessary investments. You know, uh, our partner Cisco, uh, you know, has said on record that there are two types of organizations, those that have been breached and those who don't know they've been breached. I think that's probably true. You know, what are you seeing today? Yeah, I think, um, you know, while it's a pretty broad statement, I don't think it's too far off from the reality. Um, over the past two or three years, we've seen a significant increase in breaches. And to your mention, uh, a lot of social engineering is occurring. Um, or, you know, these, these organizations, these threat actors are, um, are very motivated to get get to the end game of breaching an organization or getting their hands on sensitive data. And, and what's really important to understand from my perspective is that that motivation is monetary in nature. Um, oftentimes, you know, the motives are after specific records or data that can be sold. Uh, but there's also a target on intellectual property by corporations or even state sponsored entities. Uh, and then, of course, we know that there's political uh, motivations that are in play as well. Um, I always try to share with folks, you know, I, I try to paint a picture for them that, you know, we, uh, we in, in our, our corporate organizations, we wake up, we grab our Starbucks, we go to work, and, and we have a job to do. We report to our superiors. We have objectives that we're, we're trying to accomplish that's no different for many of these threat actors. There are actual corporations with structure, reporting structures, pay scales, et cetera, set up for folks to execute on, on these breaches and these threats. And when you, when you kind of put that into perspective, it, it can help open up folks' eyes as to really what the threat is. Absolutely. And uh, I think uh, along the lines of what Cisco is saying about the two types of organizations, the way I look at it is it's not a question of if, it's more of a question of when, and then how do you respond, right? And I think, you know, today when we look at some of the, um, uh, you know, the amount of breaches and the amount of losses of data and records that occur, you know, uh, some estimates are that 5.1 million records are lost or stolen every day. And so that kind of works out to about 59 records every second. Um, you know, so probably by the time we're done, you know, with this uh, podcast, you know, somewhere somebody's going to have lost several thousands of records. And so, 
you know, Cisco lays out a pretty neat uh, approach, the Cisco five steps for breach readiness and response and, you know, how it prepares CISO organizations uh, to, to respond. Can you talk me through that and, and help me understand that model? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the first step is to get proactive with an incident response plan. Um, you know, we in, in traditional IT as well as, um, you know, IT operation management, we're, we're all very familiar with disaster recovery and business continuity planning. Uh, for years, you know, we've seen the value in having a plan if there's a disaster to be able to continue our business. And a lot of investments gone into technology uh, and services to enable that continuity of business. Um, we really need to put cyber events into that same spirit of planning. Um, Cisco offers through their security incident and response planning service uh, that that front end planning. So very similar to to a DR or BC plan. You know, it's going to identify who is engaged, what what are their responsibilities, what's the communication plan, and how is the remediation going to occur. Um, and it spans outside of, of just the technology as well. Things like public relations, um, you know, legal implications, uh, things like that uh, really need to be identified and, and planned out proactively. Um, second is, you know, securing access to the Internet. So Cisco's solution to this is Cisco Umbrella. Um, this is a layer of defense that allows organizations to place policies uh, such as website or content filtering, but also ties into Cisco's Talos Threat Intelligence Network, uh, which is a global network of known threats and known threat actors. So incorporating that intelligence uh, at the at the gateway, uh, both for clients inside of the firewall as well as roaming out in public Wi-Fi or outside of the firewall. Um, third is endpoint protection. Uh, Cisco has a product called AMP, Advanced Malware Protection for Endpoints. Um, and this is a software application that runs on every endpoint in the organization. Also ties into the Cisco Talos Threat Intelligence Network and provides uh, great visibility into the entire environment. So if a threat um, breach occurs, you know, having the ability to, to isolate clients and, and have full visibility as to what devices were affected by that threat is very valuable. Uh, fourth is testing the plan. So as part of Cisco's incident response services, there's an element of proactive threat hunting. Uh, so this is a, a component of Cisco IR um, that really is essential. Uh, as with all plans, you know, they're only effective during execution. So partnering with uh, Cisco on testing that plan to identify gaps will ensure ultimate effectiveness. And then finally, emergency response. You know, having a team of experts to contact and get a response within hours of a of a request to begin working virtually uh, before arriving on site to remediate any data breaches uh, provides really good peace of mind for organizations even after doing the diligence and planning and testing. Yeah, I and and I think that's probably, you know, one of the the greatest features uh, that's offered as part of the the five-step uh, breach readiness and response is having that emergency response team available to you as a Cisco client and working with partners like MTM and Emerge IT to be able to 
you know, jump in and respond and support uh, because, as we identified, it's it's probably more a condition of when, not if. And having that response component at that very uh, uh, detailed and very uh, instant uh, readiness really is critical. Talk to me maybe a little bit about some of the, you know, the you know, the physical security levels and breaches you've seen. I mean, I can tell you anecdotally working with clients that were very secure, uh, you know, Cisco clients uh, investing in lots of technology. Um, But, uh, you know, you'd go in and you'd look underneath the keyboard and you'd see post-it notes with passwords. And, you know, you think about all the layers of technology and response and remediation when we could have simply uh, just ensured that people weren't using uh, post-it notes under their keyboard to keep track of their passwords. Um, you know, any experience in that area, Jesse? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's a plethora of technology and services that are that are offered by Cisco and others out out in this industry. Um, but you know, I'm a firm believer that our people that, that are working in our organizations really are a, a first line of defense, um, human firewalls, right. Is, is kind of a, a term that I like to say there. Um, so making sure that there's good training programs in place so that those individuals are constantly up to date to the latest threats, as well as being trained on best practices, um, really is is key there as well as you know having good policies and good policy enforcement in the organization um from a technology standpoint you know we, we mentioned cisco umbrella and um that is a, a a great technology that cisco has brought to the market um you know through through an acquisition of open dns and they've really improved that product and that solution uh into their portfolio and so so the the cisco umbrella solution is a dns layer of defense, um, really allowing organizations to place policies to protect um, from from websites that that users are going to, um, but also uh, it's very very effective in protecting against command and control activity. So a lot of malware infections, uh, regardless of how that malware is uh, is brought into the organization, one of the first things that 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 malware does is communicates out to a command and control server that then delivers additional payloads such as encrypting files or collecting data. Um, Cisco Umbrella ties in with the Talos Threat Intelligence Network, which has a a very, very broad database of known threat actors and, and known command and control servers out on the internet based on DNS name. Um, as opposed to IP address, and can be very, very effective in blocking the further attack once that initial malware is resident on a computer. Yeah, and I think Talos is uh, that is you know that's one of the hidden gems of the of the Cisco solution. Um, it, it quite possibly is the most comprehensive, most extensive threat database known to man today. And to have that as part of the service offering is, you know, that that's just another layer of insurance and protection that Cisco clients, you know, it, uh, will uh, realize. Yeah, it's, it's pretty key. Um, one of the things I like about Cisco Umbrella also is that it protects the computers, even if they're outside of the firewall. 
So a lot of these technologies out there certainly protect computers inside of the firewall in the corporate land, um, but being able to provide that DNS layer of security for our roaming clients um, is, is really key. Uh, we need to be able to protect those devices as they leave the network uh, as to not allow them to come back into the network and, uh, and do, do damage. Now, does AMP uh, provide methods by which you can uh, short-circuit the uh, uh, additional payloads or additional controls to the command and control servers? Yeah, so Cisco AMP, uh, Advanced Malware Protection for Endpoints, uh, is also pretty powerful. Um, you know, there are very powerful protection engines within the AMP software that utilize machine learning to identify threats as well as automate the remediation, uh, really preventing exploits. Uh, so utilizing things like file reputation um, and that machine learning, the AMP solution can really aid in isolating devices, so uh, automatically uh, pull them off the network, as well as ultimate visibility. You know, one of the one of the most difficult things when a breach occurs is being able to identify any other computers on the network that were affected by that breach. And having AMP for endpoints across all of your devices um, allows you to have assurance that you've isolated all of the devices that were affected. Uh, by by having visibility in all the files that are running on all the systems in the network, if there's specific data sets or files that are known by AMP uh, as a part of that breach, it can identify those across the network and very quickly uh, aid in remediation and, and threat hunting. So, you know, just to kind of summarize, I think the five steps that you laid out for us, Jesse, were plan, right, secure the internet, provide endpoint protection, test the heck out of the plan, and then have a component of emergency response. Is that right? Yep. Those are the five steps that Cisco has laid out. That's awesome. And I think, you know, those are, uh, you know, an excellent uh, overview. And I think it's an excellent way to frame this very complex and very threatening environment in which we live today from cybersecurity and cyber threat in particular. Is there any other points that you'd want to raise, uh, Jesse, that, you know, uh, maybe some tips and tricks for our listeners out there today? Sure. Uh, one thing that, that I would mention is, you know, there's a lot of conversation and consideration around cyber insurance. Um, and, you know, I think it's important to uh, point out that while cyber insurance is becoming a necessity, um, it certainly isn't going to provide relief for any reputation impact of a breach. Um, and so, you know, when I'm, when I'm talking to, to various people, oftentimes, you know, in the, at the C-level or, or in the executive office, you know, a common uh, response that I get is, well, we have cyber, we have cybersecurity insurance. Um, and, you know, it's, it's really just not that simple. Um, really, I, I think that the most effective approach is to have these technologies in place to be able to defend uh, and plan for an event to occur, minimize the impact of a breach, uh, but then, you know, leverage, leverage different people and different services to ultimately remediate and limit the damage. So having a breach coach, uh, which is, you know, often uh, on the, the legal side of things, 
uh, is important having, um, you know, that cybersecurity insurance there to, to be able to um, aid in relief of, of business impact of a cybersecurity event, but also the incident response. Um, because, you know, cybersecurity insurance isn't going to get in and limit the exposure and eliminate the threat. Uh, of that breach. So all of these pieces are important to work together. Yeah, no, that's that's an excellent point. And I think even with the insurance, if you don't follow the five steps that you've laid out, even collecting the relief from the insurance policy may be difficult because they require organizations to be prepared, to not be uh, deficient in their exercise of, you know, being good stewards of cyber data. Yeah, and that's that's absolutely correct. Um, you know, too, too many times uh, does an organization think that, that they have cybersecurity insurance, so they're covered just to find out that, you know, they didn't do the things that were expected of them. Um, I've even, even heard stories where, you know, the cyber insurance policies are underwritten to... Um, just provide compensation for for hardware or products that are affected, and we know that the cost of these breaches span well beyond any any product or hardware uh, operating an organization. Um, and again, that reputation can't be uh, insured, right? We can't put a number on that. That's right. Hey, Jesse, this has been awesome. Uh, thank you so much for your time today. It's been truly educational. Thank you very much. And thank you to our audience for listening. I hope you found this podcast helpful. For any questions, comments, or feedback, please feel free to send an email to gturner at mtm.com. For more about the Disruptive Enterprise, visit mtm.com. At the Disruptive Enterprise, this is Greg Turner. Thank you. The Disruptive Enterprise is brought to you by MTM Technologies, a disruption solutions provider operating in the U.S. with technical expertise and IT experience, working with clients as a trusted advisor for over 30 years.